You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Happy hump day. Yes. Happy hump day. Middle of the week. I think we say that every time. <laughs> well, we do record them in batches sometimes. We do. And so, you know, we actually, one of our mentors uh, does videos and he opens them up every time with welcome back. And he's like, I need to stop saying that. Like, yeah. Yeah. We probably should start opening them in slightly different. Maybe that needs to be our new thing. We need to like find a fun way to open them every time. So it's like an opening up a present yeah, every time. That's you true. just don't know what you're going to get. Maybe we'll start playing some tunes like some of our favorite. I feel like you can never hear them though. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They're like in the bed. They're very faded and far away. Especially because everybody loves our jingle. Like our intro yes. jingle. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Queen cast jingle. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's like Maraca type music. Yeah. Um, but yeah. She's- She's a cool chick. She is. She's we had a her on our show. She was great. Yeah. So she's a she's a lot of fun. So, all right. We need to talk today. We need to talk about hunger cues, blood sugar, and nighttime eating. Yep. We're gonna wrap them all into one big fun episode mm-hmm. um, because we think that a lot of these relay back to rules around eating and things you've been told to do or not do, mm-hmm. like. I, we literally have people that gasp when we tell them that it's okay to eat after 8 p.m. sometimes mm-hmm. if it's the only thing that works for you or if you're hungry at that time. Yeah, or that they could eat early in the morning or you know any other time of the day that they don't have to eat every two to three hours, that yeah. it's more about you know the balance of your foods and your overall intake for the day because every day is a little bit different. You know, I don't, <laughs> We had one of our um, clients who was telling us that somebody they talked with previously suggested that they start eating at 6 a.m. in the morning and then every three hours until 9 p.m., and we were like, whoa, like that's, that's a lot of mm-hmm. hours, you know, in your day to be eating. And so, you know, we, we also get a lot of people who say like, well, I can't eat before 11 a.m. because I read in an article that, you know, I should be intermittent fasting or whatever. And we have a whole nother podcast on that, but there's just so many rules out there. Right. And there's so many like misunderstandings when it comes to nutrition. And I guess like the, the simplest way to say this is like your banana is hundred calories at 7am in the morning as it is at 3pm in the afternoon. And you can eat a whole banana guys. Yes. You don't need to eat half the banana because it's too high in sugar. So you can't possibly eat an entire banana. Like, I don't know why bananas became so demonized. Bananas are delicious. My child will house a banana. Mm-hmm. If I give him like a large banana and I just, he's like, more nana, more nana. I just keep giving it to him. He's yeah. fine. He's doing okay. Marcus walks around with it and then he brings it back when he can't figure out how to pull the rest of the peel down. Carson. <laughs> the other day I found yes. it in the oven. Half of banana eaten. Oh, the, the weird places that you find things. That's so weird. I, uh. We find things all over the place. I trip over his stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. It's like, I, I read something the other day. It's like having a toddler is like always having parties that you didn't throw, but you have to clean up after. So true. <laughs> so true. I'm always like stubbing my toe and stuff too. And yes. I'm like, ah, this is the worst. And now he's into like, we have this chalkboard in our house. And then we also have some like whiteboards that we do drawings on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on us we we would hold him and he can draw on the board and stuff like that but now he got the washable mark or crayons out the other day and he was trying to reach up to the chalkboard but obviously he's not tall enough yet so 
the wall became the chalkboard. And, you know, it's fine because they're washable. But I was like, oh, boy. Thank God these are washable because if this was a Sharpie. Yeah. No kidding. My husband oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. So back to our eating. Yes. Obviously, children have great hunger cues. Um, so here's the thing. There's a lot of rules out there. There's a lot of silly rules. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rules that can be kind of helpful in different ways. Um, but here's the thing. You need to be able to listen to your body. And if you cannot listen to your body because you haven't been treating your body very well, maybe under eating severely and your body's no longer talking to you properly, mm-hmm. we need to sometimes implement things that mean you eat when you're not hungry. So we're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to kind of talk about like there's two ends of the spectrum here. Under eaters. So for our under eaters, a lot of people come to us and they simply say, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry throughout the day. It's really hard for me to eat that much because I just simply am not hungry. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. You have basically trained your body to be that way. We have trained our body in a couple ways. One, when your body should be sending hunger cues and then we ignore it, your body's basically like, okay, well, I'm not going to keep telling you I'm hungry if you're never going to actually give me food. And so the body shuts off some of these hunger cues, the hunger hormones that should get produced when we haven't eaten. Two, you slow down your metabolism. Yep. And so your body naturally becomes less hungry because it needs to conserve energy to survive on less than adequate food. And so it will, yes, make it hard to eat more food because it's so used to not eating enough food. So we kind of run into this issue where you may need to build a routine. You may need to set alarms and eat when you aren't necessarily hungry to get hunger cues to turn back on and ensure that you're getting adequate nourishment until you start to feel hungry again. The body is very good with routines. And we talk about this a lot to our clients. Like, Think about it this way. If you ate at 9 a.m., at noon, at 3 p.m., at 6 p.m., almost every day, your body would get pretty used to that. It'd be like, okay, I'm ready for food at this time. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to metabolize it. I'm ready to create digestive enzymes. I'm ready to do all the things that I need to do to break down this food effectively and get all the nourishment possible from it. Yep. On the contrary, if you're like, one day, "Mm, I get busy, I don't eat until 1 p.m., and then I have a huge dinner at 6 p.m. The next day, I'm really hungry in the morning because I didn't eat the rest of the the other day, and so now I'm eating a huge breakfast in the morning, and now I'm not hungry until dinner, so I only have two meals that day. Think about how that's impacting your body and its ability to re- basically create the right digestive process for you yeah. to break down these foods properly. Yeah. Well, not to mention your blood sugars. Yeah. Right? Like we see it all the time where people are like, I just don't feel good. I don't have energy throughout the day. And, you know, I'm taking energy crashes in the afternoon. Well, when you're eating so sporadically like that, there is no regularity. You're not going to feel your best. Right? And we know when we've talked about protein so many times on this podcast, protein stimulates your neurotransmitter known as a rexin. That's your energy neurotransmitter. Mm -hmm. You need to be eating protein all throughout the day. Many people do not eat adequate protein. It's the number one under eaten food. It's the one that's like starting to get demonized. Fat's already been demonized. Carbs have already been demonized. And now protein is starting to get, you know, demonized, but that's for, for another day. Okay. So the, the other end of the spectrum here is that, you know, for people who've maybe tried to intermittent fast or, you know, don't listen when you are truly hungry, like you're again, then telling your body, like not to send you those hunger cues. Mm -hmm. And so you never actually like create that safe, you know, 
place or that safe, consistent, you know, intake for your body to understand, like Becca was saying, like it's time to digest these foods, but also that can lead you to, you know, making poor decisions later on, right? Because then you're searching for the carbs and the sweets and stuff like that. And so, you know, we also want to preface here, like we are not talking about emotional eating or late night cravings. Okay. Those are two totally different things. We are talking about physical hunger cues when your stomach is growling and you haven't eaten in a couple of hours. Those hunger cues could come from, you know, depending upon what you had for your, your meal or your snack previously, they could come on faster than just within a couple of hours. So if you think about it, like if you have a bag of chips, you're likely going to be hungrier a lot sooner than if you had a chicken breast, right? Because that chicken breast is going to keep you fuller longer. So we're talking mainly around like the rules that people have in place that like, even though like I am hungry at 8.30 or 9 p.m., my boundary is set and I can't eat after that. Well, let's look back then at your day and let's make sure that you got adequate nourishment Mm -hmm. at your meals and that your meals were balanced, right? Because everyone is different with your hunger cues and when you're going to feel the hungriest. So you might need to start paying attention to that. You know, like if you train early in the morning, you're likely to be hungry the first part of the day. If you're eating unbalanced meals, maybe you're crashing in the afternoon and you're hungry for the sweets and the carbs. Like I mentioned, like there's going to be a lot of different, you know, factors here and things to take into consideration, but we're trying to hammer home the point that, you know, if you chose to eat dinner at 7.30 PM rather than, you know, 6 PM and then, you know, you're hungry an hour or two later, like that's okay. Then let's have a blood sugar balancing snack rather than going to bed being super hungry and not able to fall asleep or you're waking up in the middle of the night with your stomach's growling. Yeah, absolutely. And like, we know a lot of things. We know that when you get less sleep, you tend to crave sugar and carbs more. So on those days, maybe you go higher protein, you know, a bit more fat and veggies for nourishment rather than the carbs and sweets, which are going to keep driving hunger because they aren't going to be actually satiating, you know, and that takes some intentional planning. Like Mm -hmm. if you know some days of the week, you have to get up earlier plan for those days say you know maybe those days I do you know some eggs and bacon and you know a small thing of berries and then lunch is like a big old salad with like you know some nut almonds on it and some chicken or shrimp or steak dressing dinners some avocado maybe some fajitas steak fajitas whatever that looks like but like we need to be a little bit more aware of our body and its needs throughout the day because you know it's not always going to be perfect like what happens when you're not hungry? What When that mealtime comes? I think a lot of people are like very consumed around, well, I have to eat, you know, at 8 a.m. and at noon and I have to eat every th- two to four hours or whatever that looks like. But maybe it, when that mealtime comes, you aren't actually that hungry. Eat a bit later. Or if you're hungry earlier, eat a bit earlier. Like we have some people that were like, you know, well, I normally don't have my snack until 3 p.m., but I was it was 1.30 and I was so hungry, so I ate it and then I felt bad. Why do you feel bad? Like you were hungry. Your body was telling you that you were hungry. I absolutely have days that I feel more hungry than other days. And I don't question it anymore. I used to. I used to be like, gosh, why is my body hungry? Like I would get angry at my body. I would be like, come on. Like I'm trying to lose weight. Why are you hungry? Like I'm giving you enough calories technically when I probably wasn't. And then, you know, if you think about it, it's kind of silly to think that your body would literally have the exact same needs every single day. When, you know, for example, last week, we had a really stressful week. By Friday, I was starving. I was really hungry on Friday. Guess what? I didn't work out Friday either. And I ate a lot because I was hungry. And then Saturday and Sunday, I wasn't as hungry. Yeah. Your body adjusts. Yeah. It figures it out. It's kind of like what we talked about, you know, with the intuitive eating podcast, right? Like you have to be able to listen and understand like and dissect and, you know, understand. 
decipher what's true hunger and what's like cravings or what's emotional things. Because a lot of people like we see things at, at nighttime and I'm like, okay, well, when did you have the chocolate chip cookies? Like when did you have the ice cream? Like if it's just becoming a habit, you know, that's not a good thing. Um, but if you are truly hungry and you're finding that you are getting lightheaded, you're kind of getting shaker, shaky during the day because you haven't eaten or you've kind of suppressed those hunger cues, that's not a good thing. You know, and so we want to keep blood sugar, you know, stable throughout the day. And how do you do that? You need to balance your foods. Are we having a good protein, a good carbohydrate, a good fat source, right? And with our main meals, like we see this all the time, it could be a grilled cheese sandwich. Well, we've had no nutrients in that sandwich, right? Like there's no vegetables in it, minimal protein. It's basically all carbohydrates and not so great health fats, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so like, think about like, how do you round out at least your main meals and then your snacks? We always recommend to our clients, like let's have protein in our snacks in some way, shape or form. You could have a Greek yogurt, a cottage cheese. You could have some deli meat, you know, maybe some hummus and do like a little roll up with some bell peppers or something like that. Guacamole, like whatever that looks like for you and things that you enjoy, like switch it up. Maybe find mm-hmm. a good protein bar. There's lots of great protein bars, especially when you're on the go. And, and the other thing I want to bring up here is a lot of people are like, well, you know, I was really hungry, so I decided that I would just go run some errands. Okay, well, then you were out running errands, and you got lightheaded, and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get something in me now. And so you ended up making a less than, you know, ideal choice, mm-hmm. because that was what was available. Yeah. I always keep things in the diaper bag. I keep them in my purse. Like I have, you know, either rice cakes or I've got a piece of fruit or we have, you know, protein bars, some jerky. Jerky is great too. Like some sort of protein source that I know will help me. Um, Because here's the question that I'll pose is like, who's to dictate your meal timing? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's the standard like cliche, like breakfast is at eight or nine, you know, lunch is at noon and dinner is at six, but that doesn't work for everybody. No, not at all. It doesn't work for us. No, it doesn't. Most days I'm eating breakfast probably earlier than I would choose to eat breakfast. But if we start meetings at 830 Mm a.m., I normally don't eat breakfast until like nine because I have snacks in the morning. So I'm Mm -hmm. either working out. I have a post-workout situation. So like, but some days that's when I eat breakfast because that's what works. And then I snack more because I have meetings. I can't really have a meal. Mm -hmm. And so then I snack more until I can have a meal. And sometimes that's not until 130 or two o'clock. Like Nick and I eat dinner and I know Liz is the same. Nick and I eat dinner at 830 at night, pretty much every night. That's what works. Our, I, to be totally honest, I don't want to try to eat with my child running around. Like I can't be present. I can't enjoy the meal. I'm like taking bites as I'm trying to like watch him and like it's just not enjoyable. And so we eat dinner at 830, sometimes later some nights. And yeah. so like th- there is no right or wrong. It's what works for you as long as you're eating enough. And I think that's the other problem where a lot of people are like, you know, I just try to eat so healthy all the day and then I have these cravings at night and I cave and I eat all the chocolate. We're probably not eating enough during the day. Like I promise you, if you are eating enough and you you truly work on that aspect and balancing meals, a lot of people are just too full to have those things at night. Like they don't really crave them anymore. And maybe does it it does take a period of like restriction where you need to eliminate those things because cravings drive cravings. So like if you give into the cravings all the time, you're, you're gonna, gonna keep having cravings. If yeah. you eat chocolate every fucking night at nine PM at night, your body's gonna want chocolate every night at nine PM at night. It likes routine. And so we need to sometimes eliminate those cravings. But I ask you first, are you eating enough during the day? Because mm-hmm. I have a feeling most of these people that are having massive cravings at night. Your body is driving those because it's not getting adequate nourishment during the day. It's not getting regular meals during the day and it needs calories. And guess what your body does when it needs calories? It drives cravings for high dense, highly palatable foods, Mm -hmm. chips, chocolate, ice cream, things that are going to give your body calories when in reality your body really wants nourishment. It just can't get you to crave 
broccoli and chicken. Yeah. And so it sends these cravings. Or magnesium, right? Yeah. It sends these cravings through highly palatable, highly calorie dense foods. So then we run into that problem. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about with our clients too, is we understand there's going to be ebbs and flows. You know, we don't want them to stuff or to starve mm-hmm. themselves just to hit intake levels. They're, it's, it's more about like, what does your overall week look like? What's your overall day look like? You know, maybe you're not super hungry in the morning or maybe you don't love breakfast foods. Okay. So you don't have to eat at seven or eight o'clock in the morning, but maybe you start having your first snack at like 10, whatever works for you and whatever works for your schedule and keeps you, you know, feeling good. Uh, maybe your lunch is at two o'clock in the afternoon and your dinner's a little bit later, like Becca and I. So have a mid afternoon snack, like have something in there that will give you energy and give you nourishment so that at 10 o'clock at night, you're not in the cookie jar, you know, like shoving down some Oreos because like, oh, I'm just so hungry. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a, um, you know, a sweet craving problem. It's a lack of nourishment problem mm-hmm. earlier on in the day. And that's yep. the thing that we have to start to take care of, you know. And again, like we mentioned, this is totally different. If you're in a reverse diet, we push our girls who are reverse dieting, like you're going to have to use some, you know, calorie dense foods mm-hmm. and you're going to have to probably eat a little bit more frequently, even when you aren't hungry. And so yep. therefore we try to look for what things are palatable to them that they could eat that will still provide, you know, some nourishment. So it's going to take some time for your body to, you know, adapt positively when you're in a reverse. But this is more so just around like the rules that people have that they can't have a banana, you know, at 3.01 p.m. because it's too much sugar after 3 p.m. or whatever the crazy rule (laughs) is out there. Okay. So lastly, we do want to talk a little bit about these cravings at night and kind of being hungry at night. So just to, you know, go back to some of the things we've already said here, track your food Mm -hmm. and evaluate right? Have you had enough protein? Have you had enough fiber? Have you had enough fruits and vegetables? Have you had enough healthy fats? Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, man, lately, it's like fats getting demonized again. I know. You know, I know people like are trying to keep them under 50 grams a day. It's like women, we need fats. Yes. Your, your hormones are literally created from fats. Yep. Like your brain relies on fats. We need them in our diet and we're just depriving them. No wonder you're exhausted every day. Mm-hmm. No wonder you're feeling awful. Your periods are way out of whack yeah. and you have horrible cramping and things like that. We actually recommend no less than 50 grams mm-hmm. a day of healthy fats for women. And that's like minimum. minimum. Even in a cut phase, like we will drop carbohydrates more to get them those healthy fats. Yes, absolutely. You got to evaluate that for sure. You got to evaluate overall calories because this is the other thing is, you know, people that wake up in the middle of the night, a lot of people don't realize if you're waking up frequently in the middle of the night and you're not eating enough, guess what's probably waking you up? Drops in blood sugar. Yep. And so your body is dropping in blood sugar because it doesn't have enough. Your body requires so much overnight to recover itself, like so much. Mm -hmm. And so... When we don't have the adequate intake during the day to give our body that supply overnight to recover itself, it's going to drop blood sugar and it's going to raise cortisol and it's going to wake you up. Yep. And then you're like, why do I keep waking up in the middle of the night? Well, you might not feel hungry when you wake up, but your body's looking for food. That's what it's trying to do. It's trying to get you to eat something because your blood sugar is dropping. And so if you're hungry at night, we need to, we need to be listening to that. Yes. So what do you do if you're hungry at night? If you've eaten, let's say you eat dinner at six, six thirty, mm-hmm. and you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock rolls around. You're not going to bed till 10 o'clock. What do you do? Well, a couple of things. We want to have a balanced snack. So blood sugar balancing snack. This can be carbs and protein. Could also be protein and fats, right? Mm-hmm. So think about like a handful of nuts, hard boiled eggs. Maybe you have um, some protein on toast or something, a piece of lower sugar fruit, I would say. Um, with nut butter, I don't think I would be eating a banana right before I went to 
bed just because it is a higher glycemic food. Mm-hmm. Um, protein mug cake with some berries. That's my personal favorite. I use the um, flapjacked Mighty Muffins mm-hmm. and I'll do that with some berries in it. So delicious. Hummus and veggies. Maybe you have like some protein balls. Protein balls are great. Yeah. I like doing cheese and crackers with a little bit of deli meat, like doing like five or six crackers with some, you know, a thin slice of cheese and some deli turkey. Um, That's a great easy snack that you can do at night. Um, You can do jerky at night with maybe like, you know, a half an apple or something. But thinking about quality foods that are nourishing, Mm -hmm. that are providing fiber and nutrients, but that also you know, are satisfying and filling and can help you with that aspect of not going to bed hungry, not, you know, reach instead of reaching one of our clients actually the night, she was like, well, you know, to help with my sweet tooth, instead of reaching for the cookie, I reached for the apple. So I hope that's okay. I'm like, of course it's okay. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to under, to like have cravings sometimes and try to replace them with something a little bit more nourishing and see if it helps with the cravings. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that guys. And like Liz and I always say, there's also nothing wrong with having a cookie if you want a cookie once in a while. Mm-hmm. But if you're finding that this is consistent almost every night, you're having some type of sweet after dinner, like evaluate it. You know, mm-hmm. are you hungry? If you're actually hungry, maybe let's try to eat something a little bit more balancing in terms of proteins, carbs, and fats and more nourishing and see if it helps. See if it helps subside the cravings because we do need to kind of listen to our body in that way. If you are having cravings, your body's probably needing calories, but you know, if you and your kid made some brownies that day or cookies, have a cookie after dinner. That's not yeah. the end of the world, guys. If the rest of your day is pretty nourishing, not the end of the world at all. Yeah. It's going to be like 5 to 10% of where your calories come from, <laughs> from the entire day. You know, and so here, we just kind of want to round this out. I know a lot of people ask us about nutrient timing. They ask us about meal timing. Should I fast? All those things. In general, we recommend about a 10 to 12 hour fasting window. Okay. But I do want to preface again. It depends. Like it varies on the person and their lifestyle too. It's not a hard and fast rule, but we aren't believers that you have to be eating every two hours either. Mm-hmm. If you have a day where you have to get up early for work and you're not hungry, I don't think you need to be eating at 5 a.m. Maybe you have something around 7.30 or 8 or maybe you have some protein in your coffee. Like whatever that looks like for you, do what makes you feel good, but you don't have to be eating every two hours the way that some bodybuilder diets also promote. Yeah. So there's, you know, very um, opposite ends of the spectrum, right? When it comes to nutrient timing and meal timing. So just in general, again, we would say like have a 10 to 12 hour fasting window. That's pretty healthy. Um, you do want your body to have some rest from digesting food mm-hmm. constantly so yeah absolutely so hopefully this was helpful guys um if you uh if you're experiencing a lot of these things like you know waking up in the middle of the night cravings at night please evaluate what you're taking in during the day because a lot of it stems back to that like a lot of us just are under eating and we refuse to accept it because we aren't losing weight so how could i possibly be under eating if i'm not losing weight well the body adapts and so we need to kind of evaluate should we be eating more? Should we be hungry? Are we never hungry? If you are literally never hungry, that's, that's a probably a problem. Mm-hmm. It's just something to think about. Yep. All right. With that, we'll be back on Friday and we hope that you have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, The more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. And leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.